good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1493.9 FM, WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to a sunny Friday here. Man, the weather's been pretty good. 9.06 here as we work our way through this Friday. Expected high today from AccuWeather. Looks to be about 57 degrees, a low of 34 tonight. Then the weather starts to change, so I would uh, soak this up while you can. The uh, great weather, if you get a chance to get outside and uh, get out and do something, I would before the, uh, what is this, ice or something, and rain and drizzle and a high of 37 by next Tuesday. So that'll be a little more normal, but uh, we'll enjoy the sunshine while we have it. And we'll enjoy being with you today as well, with you until 11 o'clock today here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. we got plenty of uh, sports coverage today, too, of course. 4 o'clock, Illini Volleyball will be in the NCAA tournament. First time in a couple of years for them, and they will be down in Lexington, Kentucky. Tim Dittman has the play-by-play of that. That'll be from uh, Lexington against West Virginia at 4 o'clock. I think the uh, pre-match coverage slightly before then. And then we've got uh, Illini game day coverage starting at 4 for Illinois and Rutgers men's basketball. That will take place on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5, coming up uh, here this afternoon. But uh, the first hour today, we're going to visit with Champaign City Councilman Will Kyles for the hour. So if you have some uh, city questions, lots of uh, issues that are on the city's plate these days, as you might expect. And uh, Will Kyles will join us here coming up in just a few minutes. So we'll join with him for the first hour. And then in the uh, second hour, we'll do some open line time. And uh, we'll take your phone calls, emails, and texts on a variety of topics. Do another Christmas song, the history of one of the famous Christmas songs around this time of year, and we'll kind of do that one a day or so leading up to uh, Christmas itself. And um, I'll have some time off at the end of the month. We'll have some best-of shows at the very end of the month, so you can take a look at uh, that and listen for that coming up later on in December. And I've got a couple of days off here and there in the next few weeks as well. Got to get them in. Use them or lose them, they say, right, on your vacation day. So we'll get those in here over the next uh, few weeks. But uh, anyway, good to be with you today. Busy day ahead. Will Kyles to start it off here in the first hour. Your phone calls later today, basketball and volleyball here on the radio. 909, Blake Land is our producer. We'll get it started after this. All right, we're on a penny for your thoughts here as we uh, go along. Nice and sunny out there, 911. Uh, good to have you with us uh, this morning. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. we got a lot going on today. Will Kyles is in the house. How you doing, sir? Yeah, hey, I was going to say woo woo, but uh, I'll do it I'm, on this fire sunny day in Illinois. Yeah. I'm doing amazing. Pretty I can't good. Complain. How about well, yourself? Yeah, good. Very good. Looking forward to the game tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. You, we get, you able to go to those much? You know what? Every now and then, 
but I don't get a lot because, you know, man, it just seems like it's 24 hours, but it's not enough hours and hours. <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Well, for people that don't know, Will Kyles is on the Champaign City Council. How long? Been yeah, it's been since 2009, so what's that, uh, wow. nine, 11 years? Okay. Almost 12, as God would have it. Yeah. Man, it's been a it's been a ministry and a pleasure to serve the people of Champaign. Yeah, because you were elected originally. What you're at large now? Yes, sir. But you were District One at the time. Man, it- District One, with no you see the gray hair now, man. No gray, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, but God is taking us on a journey, and I just yeah. want to uh, say it's it's a, it is a privilege to be able to serve people. Yeah, it's, I mean you can tell it's genuine. I love serving. Oh, I can I can tell. Yeah. And you're also, I guess you have the title of deputy mayor. Is that, man? Yeah, what, what does it, that mean? It, it just means that, uh, you know what, uh, one of the things that it just means a higher calling as it pertains to serving uh, people under um, and right beside uh, uh, Mayor Finan and the rest of the city council members. Mm-hmm. And when she's absent, I, you know, run meetings and, you know, maybe a couple obligations she can't go to. So I help and, and leverage out there. And also from your past, uh, you worked with Tim Johnson. Oh, several years ago, man, I, I wish I had time for that story. But, yeah, I did. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Because I almost actually to anybody who's thinking about giving up, I almost actually dropped out of school. And the the day after I graduated from college, a lady from Tim Johnson's office came and said, I think you should apply. And I knew nothing about I was just I didn't even have a little mustache, man. <laughs> they didn't have no mustache. <laughs> So talk about giving up and the Lord pr- providing a way. I tell mm-hmm. you what, that was my introduction yeah. to serving people in politics. Yeah, well, you've served people in a lot of different ways, hey, in a lot of different areas. To God be the glory. Yeah, because you've been able to uh, work in a, you work your craft, I think, right? Hey, craft, 13 years, yeah. most of it on the night shift. Really? Man. Overnight? Overnight, man. <laughs> Slinging cheese, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go in there. I've drove by that building all my life. I've never gone in there. It's an amazing, um, amazing place, I tell you, and um, as it pertains to people being able to earn a living without necessarily having to go to a four-year institution, Mm -hmm. and so many people are taking care of their families off of the, the, now I don't believe it's cheese anymore, I've been away for a little bit, but it's uh, uh, definitely dinners, uh, pasta, (laughs) macaroni and cheese, there you go. For sure. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. As you can tell, I think right out of the gate here that Will has a servant's heart. He's very much uh, interested in serving others. You also serve through your church. Yep, with, um, Berean Covenant Church with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Senior Pastor Reverend Willie Comer. Mm-hmm. Yep. You guys are, I know, really tight. Hey, you know what? He, <laughs> you know what? So tight. He he picked up the phone when he was in the doctor's chair. He said, "Just let me let me get through right quick." And I said, "All right, Rev, go ahead, get your dental done, and I'll talk to you later." <laughs> well, he's a great man. We've had him on uh, here over the. Had you guys on together? I think yep, last yep. summer uh, during the course of all that happened. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I I know that's probably bonded you guys even closer. Yeah, you know? because you know you know I'll tell you no nothing. We were out on the um when the, when this thing one uh, of George Floyd and there was a, a incident at the market marketplace mall and you want to talk about God. So imagine the police being on one side, the community being on the other side. Meaning there were people who were just you know angry, um, upset, the police trying to, you know, maintain. So it was a, it was a situation. And we were going to talk about experience and God move. I'm in the middle, Rev's in the middle. And we're just, I mean, this ain't, we just men. And these guys are, and, and on both sides, this thing could go totally bad. Mm-hmm. And God showed up 
And I remember just walking down, just praying. Because at that point, that's all I could do. And then talking to people like, hey, man, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. And I, and I was proud of our community. A lot of people question, like, our decisions at times. But you know what? To God be the glory, we've never seen what Baltimore's look like. Mm-hmm. And it's not been because we've always exchanged words. It's in my, in my humble belief in my own system of seeing, you know, um, it's seeing God showing up. And, and and listening to people and taking in criticism one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And you have a unique position, too, in that you're involved in the Champaign City Government, City Council. Mm-hmm. So you've had a chance to you kind of see the bird's eye view or worm's eye view, if you will, of everything that goes on in our community every it, day. It yeah. is. Um, yeah. Brian, we have, a, we have a great community. And even though we're going through challenges right now, the one thing that we can't give up, and I, I was intentional about praying because I want people to, the one thing that we can't get do is give up hope. Because once you give up hope and give in to what the surroundings look like, then at that point, you become like everybody else. And I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I have given up hope. Mm-hmm. I have given up, and the days that I've given up hope, it goes into, it spirals out of control until you're just living. And when you're just living, man, that's a tough place to live. God says joy will come in the morning, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that the situation is going to change just because joy comes in the morning. It just means your perspective changes about the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how you react to things. Yes, sir. Is how you how what is what determines the future. Yes, sir. Because you can wallow in it. Man, I've forever. done that before. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there on my job. I've been there in business. I've been there in governmental service. I've been there at church. I think we've all been there. And I haven't, I personally, maybe a caller will call in and tell them that they've found that wallowing in depression helps out. I don't, it doesn't mean that I turn a blind eye to what's going on. Mm-hmm. It just means that I know who my help comes from. Mm-hmm. And because I know who my help comes from, I ought to say, hey, let's go, Lord, to the promised land instead of wallowing around in this desert. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at personally right now with the city. Yeah, because wallowing around is easy. It's it easy to be negative, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And, yeah. and and I'll tell you, all negativity does, especially you. most of these positions that you talk about, with the exception of craft, mm-hmm. are pretty much, even city council, it's not like, you know, I mean, you make $5,000 a year. So it's not like there's this. You know, so you can argue that most of these positions are paid, are, are volunteer positions. Some of them, you know, maybe $5,000 isn't volunteer, mm-hmm. but in the big scheme of things, $5,000 isn't going to pay all of your living expenses. Mm-hmm. And so if you wallow in your depression, you wallow in the situation, you don't see anything greater. And I believe God, you don't see anything great. I will tell you personally, it said, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And it gets back to serving people. Mm-hmm. And this is a God service and not just a will service. Right. Yeah. Will uh, Kyles is with us. He's on the Champaign City Council. If you have some questions regarding city issues or his comments about our community, and I know our community's been through a lot, uh, like a lot of communities have, uh, in different parts of the world, uh, in behind uh, the violence we've seen. And I know you've heard from community members who have expressed concern. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what color they are or whatever, they're worried. They're concerned. We should have lack of concern is how you get to normality, right? So people should be concerned. Now in your concern and how you address that concern, can we sit down and have a cup of coffee? Can we sit down and talk to each other? Mm-hmm. 
because once we start yelling, I can I've man, I had spit bubbles popped at me. Like you know, you know what spit bubbles are? No, spittles. I don't. Spittles yeah. are when somebody is so passionate about what they say, yeah. all the spit that come out their mouth just hits you in the face. Yeah, you've had that, and you gotta and you gotta walk, and you're like. Lord, please let me dodge this. And you just got to be like with a straight face. So I yeah. get it. But I haven't necessarily, um, even when I disagree with people, the great thing about it is now as I'm getting older, I'm learning to learn in my disagreements. Mm-hmm. And that's to hear somebody in a disagreement, even when we disagree. We should be able to disagree. And we still be should be able to walk away and say, unless we're just so that we should be able to say, hey, I don't agree with that person. But guess what? I can still see mm-hmm. where they're coming from. Yeah. And I'm going to drink this keep of coffee and keep it going. On that yeah. note, let me take a sip. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead. 217-356-9397. Will Kyles is with us. He, uh, he's a pastor. He's city council member, a deputy mayor here in Champaign. He's worked at Kraft. He's uh, involved in his church and serving others. We appreciate him being with us. So if you have some questions for him along the way, uh, feel free to uh, to jump in. It, it Our city is not unique in going through no. what we've been through, right? No. I mean, Champagne has had – we've had too much violence, there's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, but mean, we're not the only ones. But you know what? What's unique is that we have a situation – we have – I was just talking – you, 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 the church audience might not be ready. This ain't the church channel, but I'm just there right now, and I Second Chronicles 714. Mm-hmm. But we have the tools in place and the people in place that can shift this community. I believe personally – shifting it under the power of God. But I will say that as I know there's a lot of different beliefs out there, I know that we have the tools and we're working those tools. But to change people's minds, Brian, it's hard to get your son to change. I got a son. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get him to change his mind, mm-hmm. to help people see something better in themselves than that traditionally they have not seen. I don't care what color you are. That takes time. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in government, it's the one thing that you don't really get a lot of. You don't always get the, 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 the you don't always have time on your side. Everything becomes a nine one one, not literally, but it does become a top of the line. And so you end up with, in, especially in government, what I find is, okay, this issue happens. Bam, you got to go respond to that. Then this issue happened. Next thing you know, you got five issues that mm-hmm. are all equally important coming at you. And you don't always have the luxury of time, but you have a lot of people that come and say, you know, some, you know, I have had a lot of kind people as God would have it. And I have had some people that weren't so kind. I've learned from them both. Mm-hmm. And that helps me. And that's helped me not only grow as a public servant, it's helped me grow as a man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, absolutely. That's a, if you want to go look up that Bible verse, you can look it up. But uh, prayer is a big part of this. People sometimes dismiss. They say, well, you know, well, it's nice to pray about it, but let's do something. But prayer is a key part of this. Listen, I was at that uh, situation at the Marketplace Mall, and my son asked me a question because it was heated. It was, And he says, what are you going to do, Dad? You're going to go up and pray? And I had no idea what pastor, when he called me, what I was going to do. But I said, son, you are exactly right. That's what I'm about to do. I'm going to go pray. Yeah. And I can tell you when I was in the in the middle and in the, in the middle, I will tell you, as God would have it, there was no incident that happened. In fact, there was a guy, he was huge, and he was just upset, and he was just angry. And a lot of times, as men, as males, the first way to handle our issues is through physical expression. Well, you know what? We got God got us in the ability to hug that young man, 
and he didn't go to jail that night, and the police didn't have to throw out no bombs that day, or not bombs, but they didn't have to use force that day. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know they didn't have to do that? And you know what? I thank God for that situation. Nobody knows more. People, it was only a few people on that line. But you know what? It was peace, even when and you could feel the tensions rising. Mm-hmm. Well, one, you talk about issues that, uh, as a city council, you come up with. Want to touch on some of those? Uh, one has to do with uh, license plate readers. Yep. And trying. Where are we on that? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I know Urbana City Council just voted down the funding for it. So. Oh, uh, you know what? We are in the process of continuing discussions and negotiations on what that looks like. Personally, where I'm at is, number one, I'm taking all the feedback that I'm receiving. There are some definitely positives behind having ALPRs. There are also um, some, some, some watch outs and some concerns, particularly that people of color. And as a black man, I can't dismiss that. Mm-hmm. I can't dismiss that things have happened in the past that make us leery of things that are used. But I can say and honestly say in the conversations that I've had, and I've had a diverse range of them, Mm -hmm. that I've seen enough to figure out how we can figure out how to make a possible compromise or a win for all people and everyone. Because the reality is we need to have some we need to give some assistance that the reality is to do nothing is is not an option for me personally. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to give some assistance. Um, to our police force, um, and we need to be able to give some relief, some thought process to our community. And so that's why I think and I believe that the City Council of Champaign has still began to continue to dialogue because we realize as a whole mm-hmm. that doing nothing is not an option. Where we land, we'll see in, in by mm-hmm. the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. But the reality is we're still working through yeah. it. For the people that um, and I'm guessing there's some uh, privacy issues there. People don't like the idea of a camera of seeing everything. That's probably part of it. What what other passionate arguments are you hearing well, that we would be opposed to it, I guess? Well, well, I mean, let's say the inconsistency. We know that tech isn't always consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say people who have, you know, there have been issues, not in this community, obviously, because we don't have it, where people have been wrongfully identified. You know, what happens there? You know, when you have privacy issue, when you talk about the privacy issue, um, being able to articulate, you know, how this information is stored and used and where is it going to go? How many times you get a phone call uh, that from a number you don't recognize? And so those are the concerns that people have. Mm-hmm. And I believe that um, our staff, our city council, and the, because the community is bringing those issues up, mm-hmm. we can um, draft and work through uh, an, uh, a, a contract proposal that addresses those issues. Mm. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah, it isn't. It's not. But I think, um, like I said, when I when I, it's, what are we going to to do? Nothing is really a um, per- personally, and I know as a council, um, we may not always agree on how to get there, but we all agree that doing nothing is not a solution. Mm-hmm. All right, 928, quick break here. Will Kyles is with us, Champaign City Council. We'll talk to some more with him, get to your comments here. A couple have come in already. We'll get to those here in just a moment. Stay with us. This is an exciting and busy time of year, and a huge part of the fun is about giving and receiving gifts. 
As you think about gifts to give your loved ones, don't forget to gift yourself. This year, give yourself one of the few gifts that you will use every single day. The gift of clear vision by having LASIK at Vision Point Eye Center. If you've never experienced visual freedom, the gift of LASIK vision correction will change your life. Imagine waking up and being able to see without searching for your glasses or contacts. Plus, you'll love not dealing with foggy glasses or dry eyes caused by contact lens wear during our harsh winter months. If you're looking to spend your remaining flex dollars this year, LASIK is a great choice. We also offer financing plans with up to one year interest-free. You've waited your whole life for clear vision. Don't wait any longer. Schedule your free LASIK screening at visionpointeye.com. Butch here. SurfPro of Champaign-Urbana would like to say thank you for voting us number one in restoration and number one in cleaning services for the third year in a row. We are proud to be your choice when you need to make it like it never even happened. We are adding team members in our Urbana and Danville teams. We offer great benefits and competitive wages and opportunities for growth. Please call 217-355-0077 to set up an interview or apply online at surfprochampaignurbana.com. Hi, Van for Heel to Toe Shoes in downtown Urbana. The perfect gift for giving this holiday season. Our wonderful line of quality comfort socks, all 20% off, smart wool, four low, good hue. Come on in, Heel to Toe Shoes. Hey, this is Tamara McDaniel inviting you to enjoy your coffee with the plant experts live at Prairie Gardens, Saturday mornings at 8.15, here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. All right, visiting with Champaign City Councilman Will Kyles here. And a couple of questions have uh, come in here. Uh, first of all, it says, with all the retail stores that pay huge taxes in Champaign, who's behind or what is behind not allowing shoplifters to be arrested? Uh, they found while I call the Champaign Police Station, they do, in fact, not respond to retail, retail theft. Yes, we can say understaffed, but if I own one of those large uh, stores, I would refuse to pay my taxes if I'm not going to get the service when my product is being stolen. Can you tell me what's going on with that? I would say that the Champaign Police Department is working hard as ever mm-hmm. um, to be able to to support um, our city. Right now, it's no um, no secret that we are going through staffing issues, and so you know if they're on a on. And I don't want to say as a small business owner, as a small business owner, I would say that that's a priority. But on the level of priorities that you're trying to cover a whole city. Then sometimes, you know, things don't necessarily, they're not, not, they're just put along a priority list. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not necessarily the answer I think that people want to, to hear, mm-hmm. but it's just the realities of trying. We're, as a city council, trying to get staffing back up. We're working yeah. diligently to do that. Because they're down about, what, 30? <laughs> 27 or 30, I think, is the number I saw. But. Yeah. Um, it is, it's a significant number. I don't have the, that number off. Of here, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to guess. I want to estimate yeah. around that number. Okay, I just reading through some of the minutes. That's what the, some of the numbers I saw. <laughs> uh, let's go to Mark. How you doing, Mark? Good morning. The number for uh, Councilmember Kyle's is forty-seven. That's the number of patrol officers assigned to the Champaign Police Department. That's a number below fifty. In nineteen seventy-nine, that number was fifty-nine. So in tw- forty-three years. We've dropped down 12 officers, 
And in, at the same time, we've doubled the size of the city and the population has probably gone up 20%. So my question is, Council Member Kyles, who specifically is responsible for this 30 officers down? You, the city council, the mayor, the city manager, or the former chief of police? Somebody's responsible, and yet nobody seems to want to take responsibility for this. When at a time where motor vehicle accidents are not being responded to, shoplifters are not being responded to, uh, uh, and along with other crimes, it's reached the point where, quite frankly, my wife will not go out at night. Are you going to cash uh, deposit. Uh, my wife will not go out at night uh, for fear of gun violence in this town. Hmm. And that's All right. acceptable. All right. Thank you, sir. We'll let him. F- so where can we trace, I guess, being down so, in officers? So here's, here's, the, here's the deal. And thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Metlin, for calling. Uh, I think that's uh, critical and important for you. The number all changes. And so that's why I didn't give a specific number mm. just in case. That happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he said the number of patrol officers that are yes. on duty. That's not the number they're down. I guess. Is what, so, so, so here's here's my response to that. Obviously, as an elected official, the buck has to stop somewhere, right? While I don't take responsibility, or any council or staff can take the responsibility of of somebody uh, retiring or resigning, taking you know military duty, um, the the life and things that people have been. Uh, you know, doing, dealing with injuries and things along that nature, I do take responsibility for working the solution and increasing and getting staff back up. You know, we could we could point to a lot of uh, different people, and guess what? We'd be walking around that circle over and over again. Our challenge is to be able to um, support our police. Our challenge is to be able to work and increase those numbers. And I believe that we have a staff and city council that's working towards that. It's not even a belief. I'm up days, nights, hours in the meetings and at the city council working to do that. So that's 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 those aren't beliefs. Those are facts. Mm-hmm. And I know they uh, I think they went through a process of trying to change the way they hire police officers. I know there was a. Yep. Working through the working through that, trying to do um, you know, um, we're trying to do laterals. We're trying to recruit um, from different cities. We're trying a number of things of recruitment. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the reality is there are two industries that, and we talked a little bit about this, um, that um, have been definitely we've seen post pandemic and even a little bit at pre pandemic. We've definitely seen. A decrease nationally, and that's in police and and in the teaching industry. Now, with the police, one of the things that I think that we could do to to help is a lot of times we have this conversation. But what I personally need to do, where you take that personal responsibility, is sit down and listen from police officers continuously. And a lot of times, what happens is the community of abroad talks about it. But the two parties in place, maybe the police, whether it's the black community or any community, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, we rarely sit down in non-public settings and have a conversation on what we can do to improve. Um, I remember one time I was out and uh, just seeing just being kind, right? Little little stuff that 
people don't even see. I remember one police officer, and I thought it was nothing about nothing. I gave him some cookies, man. I had some some I had some treats that I was handing out, and he was sitting at the uh, uh, he was a champagne sheriff, mm-hmm. and he was sitting at one of his spots. I walk, walked up to him, you know, cautiously. Obviously, he's doing his job or whatever. And I say, hey, the Lord just wanted me to, you know, uh, say, hey, man, great job. Have a great day. I didn't think nothing about nothing. The police officer ended up texting me, not to, sending me an email the very na- same night and said, you know what? That made my day. Hmm. What about those type of interactions? Yeah. You know, what about when the police do some great things like, you know, you know, the things that you see, like they might go help buy a bike for a kid. You know, what about the engagements that police and community have that are positive that never really get highlighted as much as they should? That's going to move us forward. But if you if we want to talk about who's responsible and things like that, yeah, the buck obviously has to stop. Somebody has to have, take some responsibility. Mm-hmm. And as an elected official, as a staff, we take those responsibilities of increasing staff and and and, and dealing with the, the, the real issues of what we have today. Mm-hmm. 9.37, I uh, need to get to the uh, news here, and let me do a quick update. This update brought to you by our friends at First Mid-Illinois Bank and Trust. Back with Champaign City Councilman Will Kyles in just a moment. Nine forty-one on a penny for your thoughts here. We're at forty-two degrees. Pleased to be joined by Champaign City Councilman Will Kyles. We've talked about a lot of different things he's done in his life, involved in his church, and uh, serving his community on the uh, Champaign City Council. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. We were just talking a little bit about everybody. Um, if you're not in government, everybody has an idea of what government should do. Yeah. You know, hey, the city needs to do this or that. Yeah, I used but, to be one of those people yeah. that, you know, when you start talking about, it's like, uh, you know, I used to be, because it's, that's the beauty of having public participation, is that you get to hear, and now the challenge then is implementation. And what happens when you have a 100 ideas, and either, and 70 of them sound great, 10 of them may be a little bit controversial, but you can make it through it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the rest of them, you know, where do those go, right? Mm -hmm. And so as maturity as a city council member, I used to respond to criticism and internalize it. And now criticism is that gift that God has blessed us with and being able to hear like what Mr. Metlin was talking about, being able to see what he was actually asking for, and then being able to see if we could deliver a response and deliver some action, not just during this show, but before and after the show that yields um, a positive outcome without sounding like, you know, I'm trying to avoid a question. Mm-hmm. All right, back to the phones here for Champaign City Councilman Will Kyle. Cindy's with us. Hi, Cindy. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I am really, really uh, frustrated with us addressing the symptom of the gun violence when we all know that the disease is drugs in the community. Champaign-Urbana, Rantoul have a huge drug problem, um, you know, illegal drugs. So I keep hearing people say, let's go after the guns, let's go after the guns. Let's go after the drug dealers. Can uh, do, you, do you think the same way? So 
you know, um, over the time, yes, we have gone after, when you say go after people who are, um, I mean, involved in criminal activity, if you're talking about, like, um, I mean, drugs now means a lot of different things, you know, marijuana, yeah. things like that. But going after people who are doing illegal um, activities is something that we are doing. Yes, ma'am. I don't, I don't look at one single thing, whether it's illegal activity, whether it's guns, whether it's, um, 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 you know, uh, I don't want to just bring stuff up, but sex trafficking or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Whatever, whatever the whatever the, and I like the fact that you talked about, which very few people talk about, is the syst- the, the 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 systematic, or the root cause. And so, while drugs isn't the the the, the singular thing that we go after, uh, we're not in the business of just allowing people to uh, to to run rampant. We're trying to address that as as much as possible. So I do thank you for for bringing up getting to the root cause. Because there are some other root yes, causes I, like, I'm sorry, I want to let you talk about that. No, that's okay. It's, it's, I, I agree with you that there, there's a, a myriad of things. But at the top of the list is this generation's um, unfortunate acceptance of stuff we thought was crazy in my generation. And I know, you right? just see it being so easy. You know, you got 10 bucks, you can go get this, you can... Uh, you know, get some heroin, you can get some crack. And that's where it all starts. And then who's that? Follow the money. I mean, I just feel like that is a disease that we need to address and that we're not addressing it strong enough as it is, I think, the first part of the picture. But that's my opinion. And if you could send me a, uh, a quick on my, um, on my city email, we can talk further about it because we are doing some strategies around that. But I even want to talk about a deeper which I'm excited about the the city um, council, the city staff, and our community talking about system. In, that that wasn't something we talked about in the past, root causes. But let's talk about why do people pick up drugs, because that's something that we're also addressing mm-hmm. as it pertains to the why. Now, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I only know there's only one miracle worker, and 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 this and, and that's not me, as God would have it. But we are working through that, Cindy, and I definitely appreciate you coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, thank thank, thank you, you, Cindy. Yes, yeah. I will send you an email. Thank you, ma'am. It's, uh, it's near to my heart too. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate right. you. Thank you, Cindy. Thanks. Appreciate your okay. phone call. Yeah, there is when there's a lack of hope or lack of direction, or I mean, you, we see when you see young people doing what they're doing with this violence, it's like how did we ask as older adults? We're like, how do they ever get to that point? You know, where you you don't even regard life seriously enough. You're just taking it. You know what I mean? I mean, that's... Well, it does start with, when you start talking about regard of life, it starts talking, you start talking about self-love. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we have to look at the things that are happening uh, with a person, but we have to also think about from a standpoint of what we promote. So think about this. How crazy is this? We have a me- music media that promotes these images, right? And it is a wide acceptance of of when you talk about positivity, even in just in let's just use something like music, positivity. Mm-hmm. People believe that people want to to hear negativity and mix it with positivity. No, it's either positive or not. The reality is I think people want positive, but they also want to hear about the conditions that people are going through and to Cindy's point
Drugs are not just, they're highly promoted, not by the people in this room or the people that are listening, but they are promoted throughout our system, through our airwaves, through our TV. I mean, people are creating concoctions. You know, you go on TikTok and they got different little things that, I mean, it's it's bananas. And so as a community, we have to come, uh, I believe, and I say a community, this is a all community come together, and we ought to be sending letters to corporations and, and places that promote those things amongst our kids and amongst our youth. And and that's something, that an actionable item that we can do. And we've seen things change when we do stuff like that. 217 is our number. Text line is 217 and you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Uh, Bob is up next. Hey, Bob. Yes, I'm going to try to bring up some ideas. Let me turn down my radio a little bit. Okay. Okay, I spent 35 years between Urbana and Unity High as a custodian. And also spent 18 years riding the school bus. And believe me, riding the school bus, I was seriously threatened several times. But nothing was brought out. Nothing was done about what was said. I'll kill you or I'll get somebody to do it for you. Sometimes we report it. And when the buses are contracted out, contractors don't want to make waste. That's one of the biggest problems. That's one one reason after 18 years I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now for middle school and high school, we got to start with the parents. Parents are going to have to start checking their kids' book bag before they go and their coat pockets before they leave the house. Mm-hmm. Because you stop to think, it's mostly... On percentage, it's mostly the boys that committed the shootings, right? On average. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they need they need to start they need to follow through and make sure they have things put up in the doorway where they can detect if somebody brings something to school that they shouldn't be bringing. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Bob, I gotta, I'm got. i up against the clock here, but thank you. Uh, I know Unit 4 has been yeah. putting in metal detectors, right? They've been talking, that, and I know that's the, the um, a big deal, yes, um, to your question. And I think that when you start talking about parenting, yes, that is a deep thing. One of the things I'm excited about is the city's lift program that doesn't just wrap around the child but the, the community. I think that uh, in this situation, we have to, uh, as a community, and I keep on saying people, we got to be our neighbor's keepers mm-hmm. in a sense where, you know, society has shifted a lot where the community used to be the quote-unquote people that guarded against all of those things. And now it's more so like because they first come from the community, then they go to the schools. And so mm-hmm. I believe that that's the impact that we have to have. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing uh, Willie, Reverend Willie told me was he knew that the schools were going to have tr- trouble this year because what was happening in the streets just carried over into the school right. when at, they came back. At the yeah. end of the day, you have, you know, like I said, two industries that, you know, the, the public has a lot of expectations. We all do. You say, first thing something happens, what do you say? Call the police. Mm-hmm. You send your kids to school, and guess what you say? 
go to school. The one thing that each institution needs more of is 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 being able to say how do we deal with some of these issues organically before they hit mm-hmm. the streets, before they, before they hit the police, before they hit the school. And and I'm talking through positive forms, right. you know. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. All right. Let's go to back to the phones here. Sean is with us. How you doing, Sean? Hey, how's it going, Brian? Good. How's it going, uh, Councilman Will? How you doing, sir? So uh, I'm doing pretty good. So um, for the larger base of the community, I want them to know that it are it is a lot of people that's working behind the scenes to address gun violence in many areas, right? So when we talk about um, music, I'm glad you brought up music because that's one of my pet peeves um, that's driving this gun violence. And and so as the as I've spoken with you, Will, and I've spoken with council members and um, other elected officials about um, getting with these uh, corporations that promote um, and capitalize off the traumas that have happened across um, the country with these families, and they they make a lot of money off of promoting drugs and 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 their videos and guns in their videos, and no one says anything, and it's and it's driving this gun violence, right? And the second thing that I'd like to say, and and Councilman Cows, we're we're doing a lot of different things with financial literacy with young folks. Um, I know that your family's involved. Um, I, I personally put money up um, to teach a class every week. Um, I have one young African-American male out of Centennial School, and he told me he's the only African-American male at his school that even thinks about the stock market, right, that even knows anything. It's not even being taught. And so what we're trying to do is spearhead um, this young man to be the leader to lead other young folks into that positive move to be able to understand um, what that even means. And that's something that was never in the African-American culture, right? And so so it is a lot of things that's going on uh, behind the scenes to try to help out, but we meet, we need more we need more people to help out, right? We need more 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 resources. We need more folks to be able to uh, help us support young folks and, they, and get these in these um, different circles that will be able to assist us and uh, and working with the folks that do not want to be involved with gun violence or drugs. Hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely appreciate all the work that, that you've done, um, uh, Mr. Williams, and be formal, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, what you're saying is valid. Um, you know, when you start talking, and your class is open to all all people. I've no, I've been in those classes, but particularly as black folks, when you haven't had a real shot, or you don't feel like you've had a shot to 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 participate in the economic prosperity of this country, then it produces one of the symptoms is hopelessness. So you're right. If I had to, if I'm racing against, if you're racing against the time, that means I'm racing against the time. I would want to highlight all of the great people that are doing work behind the scenes. There are people that are doing work in front of the scenes. And if I could say to the public, that's what we need to start and end with. Number one, I always talk about God uh, because he's just that's just what I'm going to do. And I always respect people who say, hey, you know what? That's not for me. That's that's all right with me. But at the end of the day, we need to highlight and talk about all of the positive things that are going on in our community and the people who are working just because we see negativity. There's also maybe five to seven more acts of positivity that are going, but we don't talk about those things in human nature. I think that we strive for so much for perfection that we forget to talk about 
the things that are, are, are going well in our community. And that stock class is something that I'm proud of, and I believe that more, some more people should participate mm. in. Yeah, and one last thing before I go, guys. Um, when we talk about families, um, one of the things really short here is that we can only teach our kids what we know. And if, we're, if, we're, if we've been living in dysfunctionality all of our lives, then that's all we can teach to our kids is dysfunctionality. And so many times we see things and we see families and we might be at the grocery store and we say, that's not right. And then we'll, and, and, and to them, that's right. That's the way you're supposed to do things. And so um, some of these families, some of these mothers, some of these fathers could only teach what they know. So now we got to retrain and reboot these folks up and re, re, uh, you know, reevaluate these folks and then provide the resources for the mental traumas that have happened within families. So I thank you guys for having this radio program and to the rest of the folks, and you guys have a great weekend. Hey, thank you, you Sean. One as well, and I think that to, thank you, to, Sean. to Sean's point, that is you do only know what you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just raising my son and daughter, I will tell you that it's hard to change their minds. And that's the part, like I said, in government, you don't get the time. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you have, because time is always running against you. You're always running against the clock. Because for the next issue. But the reality is to change somebody's mind takes time and patience, and that's where we need more hands and participation. Because if you grew up, whether you're white, black, pink, or purple, you only know what you know, mm-hmm. and you only act upon what you know. And at that end, to, to do something different requires hard shifts. Mm-hmm. And that's why when he was talking about his class mm-hmm. and learning about stocks, yep. I mean, that's something... That's powerful, you know, man. Yeah. I, I, if I had time, I would talk to you about all the wonderful things that are going on in the black community, um, things that we just don't talk about, things that are going on in our broader community that I've been able blessed to see. It doesn't mean that we we don't we need to talk about police shortages. We need to be talking about how to put violence. We need to talk about license plates readers. We need to talk about all of those things. But in the, we need to change the framework and we talk about because most of the time when we finish those conversations, typically we finish those conversations on polar opposites. And how is that going to bring us together? And How are we going to get anything done? Mm-hmm. I just tell me because I don't know how we get things done in the, an environment where everybody is right. Nobody is wrong. How mm-hmm. are you going to get anything done? Yeah. No, if you right. can tell me that, I'm like, I, and it's not the coffee talking; it's yeah. me asking. And so that's why, no matter what co- question I have, whatever conversation, what I'm trying to extract is, you know, what are the person, what's the good and the benefit, and how do we listen and not turn our ears off because people aren't saying things the way we want? I'm not here for you to tickle my ears with great things. Mm-hmm. I just want to figure out how we work together to get to the end point. Mm-hmm. And if we're always on this end, then how do we ever get to the, how do we get to get anything done? Right. And the, the harsh reality is in most of these conversations, we've been talking about it the same way forever. Mm-hmm. Like you go back to the 80s, the 50s, the 40s, the 30s, and you realize that, wait, maybe we ought to talk about this thing a little bit different because mm-hmm. we can get some different results. And maybe we ought to address some of the systemic issues that people are talking about. Mm-hmm. And then, like, joblessness, you know. Um, so much that we could, I, like, every time I come on, I'm blessed to come on. I really, like, man, we got to come back and talk yeah, about we'll the solutions. Definitely do this, yeah. The solutions. Mm-hmm. 
Because we spend a lot of time talking about the issue. Let's talk about, let's take solutions, and then let's go from there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Will, we're out of time for today. We definitely wanna, We definitely want to have you back. Let's, we'll talk about some of those <laughs> solutions. Yeah, and, let's do uh, it. And uh, I know that uh, you're a man of faith and a uh, man of prayer. Yep. I yep. know you're going to keep doing that and keep working on the city council. And uh, as you said, start it out, be humble, you know. And that's what I think I can sense that in you. Hey, so. you know what? I look forward to continuing to, to be back. It's a blessing to serve. It truly is. It doesn't mean that doesn't mean come, that it's not tough because it is. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Let's keep coming back to the table and fit, trying to figure this thing out in all humility. Mm-hmm. Hey, Will, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate and, it. And I'm always saying, to God be the glory. No <laughs> humility before, because it's to God be the glory. And I thank you and I yeah. pray that for our listeners and just pray. I know it's a tough time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know that we're praying and we're not just praying, we're actively working. Um, and as we work together, I believe we'll see a brighter future. Thank you, Will. Hey, Appreciate you. it. Hey. Will Kyles, Champaign City Council. We'll have him on again. We'll continue this discussion. Need to get to the news, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 217-351-5357 or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, we're on Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400-DWS. We're at 1012. Good to have you with us. Appreciate uh, Champaign City Councilman Will Kyles being with us. And uh, touched on a lot of good issues, a lot of big issues in our community. We got into a lot of different topics, and I would always would love to have more time. But uh, unfortunately, we kind of ran out of time, and uh, it's always a race against the clock <laughs> on this show. I even moved a commercial breakout so we could have a little more time, and then got to make those up somewhere. So anyway, good to be with you. Penny, for your thoughts, brought to you by the folks at OSF On Call Urgent Care, providing 24-7 virtual visits. And walk-in clinics every day of the year. That's OSF on-call urgent care. All right, got several uh, texts here that came in as, as Will was getting ready to leave. Um, let's see here. Good morning, Brian. Uh, Sounds like the same rhetoric from our African-American leaders. We all see who and where the majority of shootings and crimes are being committed. And when tools are presented to fight these crimes, I guess they're referring to the license plate readers, they want to use an excuse that they always use about being falsely accused. The fact is, people in my neighborhood or anywhere close to my neighborhood were shooting each other every night. The police or city would put cameras or whatever they wanted on every pole, and it wouldn't bother me one bit. The truth is, the people don't want the cameras. The truth is, people that don't want the cameras know who the cameras are are going to catch. Had a question about the drug unit inside the police department. We talked about drugs a little bit uh, during the course of the interview. Also, would the city ever consider using or suing the music industry for promoting such type of drug-using criminal behavior? And again, some of these, these are uh, things we can uh, have uh, Kyle back with us again, uh, Will Kyles, and uh, have him uh, join us, Councilman Kyles. Most of the gun violence, the texter says, be it drugs, gangs, sex trafficking, etc., are perpetrated by people who don't pay taxes. 
It's the easier way to lock them up and get them off the streets. I uh, had another comment says, I'm really enjoying the menorahs throughout the town. They are beautiful and symbolic. I just want to know if the city is going to follow that with uh, Christian creches or some representation of the Christian faith. Those were all removed several years ago. Any other religious symbols? Uh, another text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line says, Stop throwing money at the criminals and underprivileged. Make them get a job by stop giving them money. And uh, the next two texts always tell you, you know, you just, uh, <laughs> I learned this a long time ago. You can't, uh, you can't please everybody. Uh, one says, uh, texture says, pretty long sermon today. Thought we'd hear city council stuff. I think we touched on a lot of city council things, not, not as much as I would have liked. Uh, but, uh, yes, we'll have him back again. The other texture said, excellent program with an exclamation point. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's couple of thoughts there another uh, texture says to the caller's point if you see a child being mistreated in public and if other adults say nothing the message the child gets is that it's okay to be treated like that so speak up all right appreciate that uh, those comments uh, here on the uh, text line and again i apologize it's more uh, just a race against the clock and uh, trying to get to as many things as we can and uh, there's a it's like drinking from a fire hose sometimes all right, let's go to uh, Ray. How you doing, Ray? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you bet. Uh, I uh, wanted to bring up the topic of Australians, Australia's uh, uh, concentration camps. Now they're they're calling them uh, internment camps now, and uh, you never see this talked about on the news or anything. And now they have uh, these concentration camps in this is in darwin uh and the place is called howard springs and it houses two thousand people and uh you don't even have to have covid you can just be taken there and uh basically there's a video that says uh, uh it's called inside australia's covid uh Inter, uh, internment camps if anybody wants to go online and, and watch it but uh, now all of a sudden they're having people escape from these places because you know they really haven't done anything wrong so now they're stopping cars and going through the cars and checking trunks and everything and it's it's getting to the point basically and hopefully you know we won't go down that slope the slippery slippery slope you know, like they have, but in Australia, uh, some of the people, this one lady basically had, you know, she didn't have COVID, but they took her there to this this thing for kind of punishment because she had, they asked her if she'd taken a, you know, test, and she said no, and then they found out that was wrong. So they they came there and took her out of her house and, and made her stay there for a while and threatened her with a $5,000 fine and all that stuff, but you know, it's the sort of thing that, you know, uh, it, it's just to the point where I hope we don't get to that point. But also, you know, there's the threat of basically, I mean, we have guns here and, and they don't. And it's kind of one of those things. It's kind of a, for me to bring it up, it's an awful thing. But it's the sort of thing that, you know, uh where does this thing stop where basically people, you know, you talk about civil rights in this, in these, in the country and stuff, but 
who has enough money to, you know, to uh, take these sort of, you know, lawsuits to the Supreme Court? I mean, how do you do something like that? Well, there's the law, but it's the sort of thing that all of a sudden you don't have that kind of money to, to do something like that. And, you know, I just hope that, that Americans will stand up to some of these tyrannies that we're kind of facing now. I mean, I've, I've got to have back surgery, and I was just in Carl over there, and it's if you don't wear a mask, you know, they're on you like, you know, like you're a prisoner. And, you know, so I walked in there without a mask, and I said, well, you know, really, this is this is against the law and everything. And here's the security guard telling me that he's going to quit his job at the end of the month because they're going to force him to take a vaccine. And I said, well, you know, get yourself a good attorney because, you know, this is – you know, we're going a little bit too far on all this stuff, you know, and uh, I felt sorry for him. Eventually, I, you know, I put on their mask because, you know, it got to the point where I, I'm going to have back surgery and I want to have, you know, you got to you got to do all this stuff. So I, I want to get it done. So mm-hmm. but, you know, you go in there and you feel like a prisoner kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, it's just, you know, they talk about masks don't uh don't stop things you know they don't stop the virus and everything but then all of a sudden you've got all these places that are forcing you to to do it so where's where's the stop i mean and you know even if you get an attorney involved in something like this it's kind of a no-win because they go look you know this is going to be a lengthy thing and it's a lot of money and all this stuff and it's kind of you know, it's like a almost like a lose-lose proposition, even though you may win in the end as far as your civil rights being violated. But, mm-hmm. you know, All right. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer yeah, is. I don't either. But I know, uh, well, part, I did a little reading while you were talking there about the um, Howard Springs. It's a large open-air facility being used to quarantine Australians returning from overseas is what it's used uh, for. Well... Well, they've had they have people escaping now. Yeah, so, I've, know, I've read yeah. that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but it's the sort of thing you, you, you're kind of making this thing like you can just walk out of there, and it's like that that's just not going to happen unless you know <laughs> you're going to get arrested. So, right. so but yeah. but I just hope you know I hope we don't go down those roads. But you know, who knows? So, yeah. well, I mean, me we too. We watched ten percent of the of, of our all of our cities burned down without any intervention to the Marxist, you know, Marxist BLM and Antifa, and everybody just kind of let it go. So, but all right, all right, sir. Thank you. Okay, I bye. appreciate it. Yeah, the uh, camp in Australia. That's um, now while the U.S. has done so far is what I think President Biden just said. You've got to be. What is it? Uh, do a COVID test within 24 hours, or whatever the case may be. But uh, that's in Australia is a little more extreme, I guess. Actually, putting people into a camp. And then you've had a couple of people that have tried to escape. Northern Territory police arrest three people who escaped from the Howard Springs COVID quarantine facility. Uh, that is in Australia. You can read the uh, the story online there. Uh, one of the texters was responding. Mark had called in. It appeared to be at the bank, I guess. Uh, when he was calling in, <laughs> if you notice that, uh, Texture said the only thing that would have made that better was if Mark was ordering an egg McMuffin instead of making a deposit. Uh, 217 
356-9397. Uh, do you remember, uh, emailer says, do you remember when Tipper Gore asked for parent parental warning labels to be placed on albums that portrayed violence or glorified drugs? She was mocked for having the stickers referred to as Tipper stickers. Critics use the words First Amendment rights. She explained her position. The goal was to provide parents and communities with information about what children were listening to, not to interfere with the creative process or First Amendment rights of recording artists, and uh, she was silenced. Yeah, I do remember that when the campaign from from uh, Tipper Gore, the uh, f- I guess the former wife now of Al Gore. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is our number. We're at ten twenty two. Text line also available, and that's been busy today. Two one seven three five one five three five seven. Our pretty for your thoughts show today brought to you by OSF On Color Urgent Care, providing twenty four seven virtual visits, walk in clinics. Every day of the year, that's OSF On Call Urgent Care, and we appreciate them being with us. Uh, Their goal is to get you on your way in and out in 40 minutes or less. Same-day walk-in visits, no appointment necessary, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, including holidays, and also offering virtual visits and online symptom triage. If you'd like to go that route, flu shots, learn more, find a location near you at osfoncall.org. OSFOnCall.org, two convenient locations in Champaign, two in Danville, Mattoon Marketplace, Broadmoor, I'm sorry, Broadmeadow, up in uh, Rantoul. 1023, back in a moment. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look at the five and ten. It's glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes that glow It's beginning to look a lot like All right, 1026. Feels more like fall today. But it's going to be like Christmas, I think. (laughs) When we get to Tuesday of next week, or Monday of next week, the, uh, the high Sunday is 55. The high on Monday is 38. So that's a big drop, and a high of 37 on Tuesday with a bit of ice, a bit of ice possible in the morning, then some rain and drizzle in the afternoon. So enjoy these uh, sunny skies while we have them here. 1027 at News Talk 1400 DWS. Glad you're with us here this morning. We go back to the phones to Alan. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, sure. I learned yesterday, I learned yesterday that for the bragging rights game, the venue the Enterprise Center requires proof of vaccination or a negative test. And I just, to, to get into the venue, I just wanted to share that information, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully nobody gets caught off guard without those documents. Yeah, that's kind of what I'd heard. Uh, somebody mentioned that about three or four weeks ago. And um, that's what I keep hearing. Yeah. Okay. They're... It's quite fine. They can do that. It would be different than my experience tonight at the State Farm Center. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, Alan. Yeah, that's uh, from what I understand. I don't think that's changed down in St. Louis. I'm going to Google it real quick and make sure, but um, but we'll see. Uh, let's go back to the phones to Mike. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. I just wanted to bring up a couple of facts about the guy that talked about how miserable Australia must be, but I'd like to point out two things. One is 
the entire country's only had about 2,000 COVID deaths, so they've taken the COVID very seriously, and it has a, dr- a dramatic effect on their death rate. And the other thing was, I don't think they've had a school shooting yet this year either. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Hey, thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. 217-356-9397. Well, and the other difference is, is that, you know, um, while these countries are considered Western countries or Western democracies or parliamentary systems or whatever, it's what it makes America so unique is we have the, the whole system of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and certain things the government can and cannot do. Those countries don't have necessarily those things. Uh, not quite the same. That's what made America such a unique, um, the whole constitutional document made it such a unique setup. And, and people here are very, very sensitive to privacy and their rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and all the different things that go on. And there's just, I'm just, in Americans, I'm just telling you there is an instinct you know, you can't tell me when I can and can't go to the grocery store, and you can't tell me when I can and can't go to a ball game. I mean, <laughs> it, it's just instinctive. And in other countries, that may not be the case, necessarily. It's um, it's what makes America unique in that sense. Now, there are a lot of great Western democracies and a lot of great Western European countries and so forth. It's just the United States is very distinct in that way. And Americans in general are very distinct that way. So, I mean, they would, I think they would be up in arms if there was any kind of a quarantine camp um, set up for any reason. I mean, people would just, it's like, no, can't do that. 10.30 at uh, DWS. Uh, here on uh, News Talk 1400 DWS. Let's go to Eric. Good morning, Eric. Morning, Brian. Hey. Um that was pretty uh, – I'm glad you had Will Kyles on instead of Tom Bruno. Mm-hmm. That's just one thing. I'll, I'll open up with that. Yeah. Um, I want to, again, revisit this. We, You know, if you want to write a letter to the editor, there's like a five-day cycle before they have more letters to the editor. A lot of times there's a columnist, local and national. So that, that form has been reduced quite a bit. Um, then you figure – there's no opinion or point counterpoint on any of the local television, sta- uh, you know, news stations, you know, uh, that way. So I, I just, again, I wish that, you know, you, you have this Esquire five o'clock show or mm-hmm. something or, or sports talk five, o'clock, you know, every day of the week. And then there's also after either basketball games or football games, there's a post game show with, you know, kind of like the figure skating kiss and cry room, you know, after, mm-hmm you know, a win or a loss. I just think this Monday morning thing, it just blows the rhythm. A lot of things happen over, uh, happen over the weekend. People want to talk about those. Mm-hmm. And and, and uh, it just breaks the rhythm of that. I think, uh, this is you know, it's called the town hall. It needs to, I, I think it, we need to revisit getting it back to that. I mean, I, I, I just, uh, between Busey Money Talk and, and On the Money and other things, these, these are all things that break off the rhythm of the show and i really think that i'd like you guys to reconsider getting this thing back to back to that a little bit more and and, and the easy the first one would be getting rid of the monday morning thing i just think it's hmm. it's just a lot of people got have a long weekend they didn't say anything on friday it's like poof 
and then you're already on to Tuesday, and then maybe there's a guest or something. It's just uh, we're just not hearing enough from the from the listeners, is mm-hmm. in my mind's eye here. Okay. Well, very good. I appreciate um, the yeah. I've I've heard uh, both ways. Uh, I've uh, we did some with, during the COVID. We scaled it back, and then I had other people tell me, well, whatever. Lauren's a lot more interesting than any of some of those other people. So I mean, I hear I hear he has his place. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I appreciate I got it all the time. Yeah. yeah. No, I and I really hope you could uh, get to take a real good hard look at that. And uh, that's all I got for you today. All right. Have a good weekend. Hey, man. thank you, sir. You too. Take care. Appreciate it. Ten thirty-three at DWS. Let me get a news update in here for the uh, bottom of the hour, and we'll come back with some more uh, here on a penny for your thoughts. On a penny for your thoughts, 1036, here on News Talk 1400 DWS. And on a penny for your thoughts, appreciate your uh, text messages today, 217-351-5357. Several more of those. Do want to mention uh, Ryan Dallas Real Estate. Uh, They are a great sponsor here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, Just some examples of how quickly they can move homes. Three homes in Muhammad sold before they ever hit the market. Two homes in Urbana went from coming soon to under contract. A home in Champaign under contract in just three hours, and that's just the beginning. Those results do not just happen. It's not like magic. It's hard work. Ryan's team of professionals creates them. They have the connections, the marketing, the experience, all focused on helping you get results. And that's the reason... They're the number one team at home sold, number one in closed volume, consistently voted number one real estate team in the area, ready to move on to your next chapter in life without worrying about it. If and when your home will sell, Orion's well, guaranteed offer program allows you to bypass the market, no showings, no open houses, and close in as little as 21 days. If you'd like to reach out to them, the number 833-595-SOLD, S-O-L-D, or you can go to ryandallasre.com and learn more about the Coming Soon program and the Guaranteed Offer program, all available through the folks at Ryan Dallas Real Estate. may have heard this if you were in Muhammad. The uh, superintendent out there, Lindsey Hall, put out a statement, said late last evening we were made aware of a threat on social media of possible violence at Muhammad Seymour High School. Immediate action was taken. Law enforcement was involved, both the Muhammad Police and the Champaign County Sheriff. The situation was addressed with the student. And the investigation is ongoing. They say, I want to thank the students and others who brought this to our attention. Reporting this type of situation is how it can be most quickly addressed and investigated. And uh, Lindsey Hall, the superintendent of schools in Muhammad, went on to say, our schools are open today in Muhammad, December 3rd, 2021. The decision to keep the schools open based upon the information that's been gathered. It is our judgment the school is safe to be open today. Threats such as these are unnerving and very scary. Even more so given the recent shooting in Michigan, please know the incident was and continues to be approached with the utmost of responsiveness. And again, immediate action involving law enforcement was taken. That was from Lindsey Hall, the superintendent out in Muhammad. So I was made aware of this uh, late, early this morning. And um, just on social media, it's just uh, an expression of uh, some dismay and 
someone being upset, and they have investigated it. And uh, the school is open today in Muhammad. You may have heard that on the uh, news, and you'll probably hear a little more about it in uh, further newscasts. All right, uh, 217-356-9397 is our phone number. Uh, a couple of people weighing in agree with Eric. Need to drop the Monday morning quarterback show. Um, they uh, Eric basically saying we got uh, too much. We got other areas for the sports. Uh, okay, appreciate that on the uh, text line. Uh, I've had um, another texter says I would say I feel sorry for people who feel they are immune to the virus or feel their rights are being violated when not getting shots or refuse to wear a mask. But I don't, they say. They are misinformed and or are selfish. Over 770,000 people are dead. At least now the far right in the country are suffering and dying from the pandemic for not being patriotic or caring for others. Sorry, but it angers me with the selfishness on display. All right, that was on the uh, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. And good morning, Brian. Just wanted to let you know the doctor uh, should have been more up to date as he was talking Dr. Fletcher yesterday. Um, a federal judge blocked the vaccine mandate for health care workers as well. And they've got a link, and they say, looking forward to your call of the Illini game tonight against uh, Rutgers. All right, appreciate that. And uh, did look it up, and, yeah, there were two different um, – let's see, I've got it here. Two district uh, U.S. courts, I'm just going to read you what it says. Two U.S. district courts issued preliminary injunction orders this week barring CMS as implementation of the omnibus COVID-19 health care staff vaccination rule, CMS vaccine mandate on a nationwide basis. The CMS vaccine mandate was announced on November 5th, 2021, requires most Medicare suppliers and some Medicare providers to ensure their staff are fully vaccinated by January 4th, 2022. On November 29th, a federal judge in Missouri granted a preliminary injunction which prohibits the CMS vaccine mandate from taking effect in 10 states. Alaska, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, New Hampshire, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wyoming. The next day, a federal judge in Louisiana issued an order that barred implementation of the CMS vaccine mandate in all remaining states not covered by the Missouri ruling. While in place, the preliminary injunctions prohibit the CMS vaccine mandate from taking effect nationwide. These cases, among several that are currently challenging the CMS vaccine mandate, are the first to to find success. The Biden administration filed appeals of the district court rulings in both the Louisiana and Missouri cases. Although the preliminary injunction orders signal some success for opponents of the CMS vaccine mandate, the ultimate fate of it is unknown and will be subject to additional litigation, appeals, and potential action from the administration. All right, so there you go. That's uh, from what uh, straight from the CMS folks there, from somebody who monitors that. Uh, I had a question here. Good morning, Brian. I have a question about the desecration of the American flag. My new neighbors across the street are flying an American flag that is almost completely shredded. Is this legal, or can I take action to have the flag removed? What a disgrace to America and all the military who served and fought for this country. 
If you have uh, no answer to the question, maybe one of your listeners to the broadcast could answer this. God bless America. All right, appreciate that. I'm sure there is a, I don't know about a, I don't know what the law or if it's a statute or flying the flag. I know there are certain conditions you're, like if you fly a flag at night, you're supposed to have a spotlight on it or a light of some sort. But uh, maybe if somebody knows a little more about uh, those, uh, that situation, uh, let me know with the flags. All right, uh, 1044 at DWS. Let's go to Danny. Hi, Danny. Good morning, uh, Brian. I've got, uh, first of all, about the flag. They can take it down and take it to any service organization, Legion, VFW, and they will dispose of it properly. Okay, okay. So, so that's what the person ta- with the shredded flag can do. What about the neighbor? Can he do anything about it? No, he cannot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Unless he's a military veteran, he can go talk to him, but he can't do anything. My uh, second point is the COVID. Mm-hmm. With all of the reported deaths due to COVID, I've been curious. I've asked doctors and nurses, people that are employed in the health field, how many actual cases are totally COVID because I know there are people that are sick or terminally ill that have caught the COVID. And at one time, the health facilities, I believe the rumor was that the government reimbursed them for a COVID death. Hmm. If you could find out something about all of that, and let me know or put it back on the radio next week. I'd sure appreciate it. All right, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate you listening in today. 217-356-9397. is the number. Just reading through some of the uh, texters here. Uh, texter says, I no longer listen to Penny on Mondays. I'm not into sports. I uh, no longer listen to Penny on Tuesdays. Seems like it's always interrupted by On the Money. Well, that's twice a month that happens. Uh, these should be totally separate programs in another time slot. All right, appreciate that. Uh, another texter says, I live in downstate Illinois. One of the only reasons I listen to your station is because of the interesting sports shows. I love the uh, post game and the call-ins. Maybe that last gentleman can buy a newspaper if he wants to catch up on the local and world news. There has to be some fun distraction from what's going on in this world, we'd all go crazy. The other gentleman that called in about liking what's going on in Australia, maybe he should move there or some other communist country. <laughs> well, Australia is not communist, but uh, I guess you're meaning Australia and or some other communist country. All right. Uh, agree with the last caller. Too much sports talk, especially with other shows devoted to sports. A call on Monday with non-sports topic would not be accepted. How about no sports on the other days, especially during a difficult, crime-ridden time? Uh, in reference to a previous discussion from earlier in the week, I'd always hoped that Jim Turpin might be asked to fill in for you on Penny for Your Thoughts when you're away from time to time. All right, appreciate that. Uh, another texter says, I, too, would like to hear more news and opinions. Okay. Uh, another texter says, be sure to be nice to hear entire text orated, though doubtful, since it doesn't support sports. Okay, I'm not following you there. 
Uh, good morning, Brian. Please do not stop Monday Morning Quarterbacks. You and Lauren are great together. Lauren has so much knowledge to offer, I don't listen to other shows. Okay. <laughs> okay, never get another text that says, never get rid of the Monday Morning Quarterback show. It gives those who have so much pent up to say a time to diffuse and rationalize, just like the waiting period to buy a handgun. All right, uh, there you go, 217-356-9397-1047. Back in a moment here on Penny. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but do you recall... The most famous reindeer of all Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Had a very shiny All right, there's Gene Autry, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Real quick, a story on it. As the holiday season of 1938 came to Chicago, Bob May wasn't feeling much comfort or joy. A 34-year-old ad writer from Montgomery Ward, he was exhausted and nearly broke. His wife was bedridden. On the losing end of a two-year battle with cancer, that left Bob to look after their four-year-old daughter, Barbara. One night, Barbara asked her father, why isn't mommy like everybody else's mommy? As he struggled to answer his daughter's question, Bob remembered the pain of his own childhood. A small, sickly boy, he was constantly picked on and called names. But he wanted to give his daughter hope and show her that being different was nothing to be ashamed of. More than that, he wanted her to know that he loved her and would always take care of her. So he began to spin a tale about a reindeer with a bright red nose who found a special place on Santa's team. Barbara loved the story so much she made her father tell it every night before bedtime. As he did, it grew more elaborate because he couldn't afford to buy his daughter a gift for Christmas. He decided to turn the story into a homemade picture book. In early December, Bob's wife passed away. Though he was heartbroken, he kept working on a book for his daughter. He attended a company party at Montgomery Ward. His co-workers continued to have him share the story. After he read it, there was a standing ovation. Everyone wanted copies. Montgomery Ward bought the rights to the book from their debt-ridden employee. They gave away six million copies of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to shoppers. Every major publishing house in the country was asking more, making offers to obtain the book. In an incredible display of goodwill, the head of the department store returned all the rights to Bob May, and four years later, Rudolph had made him into a millionaire. Within a few years, after approaching Gene Autry, it became a holiday hit. It had become the second best Christmas song ever, right behind White Christmas. It's come to life in TV specials, cartoons, movies, toys, games, coloring books, reading cards. A little red-nosed reindeer dreamed up by Bob May and immortalized in song by Johnny Marks has come to symbolize Christmas as much as Santa Claus, evergreen trees, and presents. As the last line of the song says, we'll go down in history. There you go. The story of Rudolph. As they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. You go down in history. Isn't that something? Story out of tragedy. 10.53 at uh, DWS, or I got something here, I think, on the flag. Hi, Joe. Hey, good morning, Brian. Uh, listen, concerning the issue with the neighbor and the flag, um, what I would do in that situation, I'd just go buy a new flag for them, take it over, and 
politely presented saying I couldn't help but to notice that your flag uh, uh, was kind of raveled and I thought that uh, I would present you with a gift. That's a great solution. I like it. Thank you, Joe. Very good. Thank you. A texter says the person with the shredded flag, the take the flag to Ace, they have a drop box. And then the neighbor should buy a new one for his neighbor and because it's Christmas. <laughs> I like it. 1054, uh, John is with us. Hey, John. Hey, good morning, Brett. Good morning. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer put me in a good mood, so let's not talk about what I was going to talk about. I just want you guys to uh, do one thing. Get that Burger King mascot mm -hmm. and have him to come out in front of uh, WWS and dance and make people happy. <laughs> I guess everybody wants their way, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I love Penny for your thoughts. And believe it or not, it's a lot of interesting. But when you guys are talking, Laura has a lot of information. Who's coming, who's going, who's staying. All of that stuff plays a big part. And it, it's interesting. It really is. Hmm. So some people are not sports fanatics, so I I, I love it all. Well, there you, know? you go. Well, thank but, uh, you. Thank you, John. If, if, that guy, if that guy needs a new flag, uh, if he goes to Ace Hardware, um, I'll go down there and, and just buy him one. I love flying the American flag. I can't fly it out here in Ashland Park, but uh, I can put it on the mailbox and fly it. Well, this is America. Very good, John. Maybe he'll do that. Take care, guys. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Bye. it. Back in a moment here on Penny. Yeah, you are my universe. I always enjoy being with you every day. We'll be with you tonight for Illini basketball tonight on 97.5. Volleyball will be on here at 4, so our coverage with the game day starts at 4 o'clock with Scott Beatty and Evan and the crew. Uh, a couple of last texts here. A uh, texter says, take the flag to Ace. They have a drop box. Uh, Brian, the person who's concerned about the flag, they could go buy a new one and give it to the people to replace the damaged one and offer to take it to a veterans organization to be disposed of. Uh, another texture says, take the flag to American Legion. Appreciate that. Please don't ever stop your great bumper music. Appreciate that text. Uh, I'm the most patriotic, people-loving, generous, religious person you could ever want to meet. I don't wear a mask, and I resent someone calling me unpatriotic and selfish. All right, they've got that on the uh, text line. Uh, I agree with the caller about the Monday morning quarterback show. Another texture says, Brian, allowed to respectfully ask that you not discontinue the, in other words, continue the Monday morning quarterback show. I'm sure I'm not alone in enjoying yours and Lauren's insight. In my opinion, he's a local treasure, and you and he have done a great job of continuing the tradition. Please keep it going. All right, appreciate all that. Thank you for the input. Great forum today. Thanks to Will Kyles, too. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Talk to you tonight for Illini Basketball.